In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages, amen. Very blessed feast of the entry of the Lord into Jerusalem, or otherwise known as Palm Sunday, to you all. And um, on this feast, um, Jesus enters into Jerusalem, riding on a, a donkey, or colt, the, the baby of a donkey, a foal of a donkey, and the people are singing, and they're waving palm branches in the air, and they're throwing clothes in the streets, um, and they're worshiping, and they're worshiping him, and they're hailing him as king. Now, I want to give you a little bit of context, because if someone were to do that here, now, you, you would think it a little bit strange. You know, to be get all your clothes, you know, empty your wardrobe and start throwing your clothes in the street, ripping branches off the trees. And, you know, City of Toronto will come and tell you, hey, you can't touch the trees. And, you know, so it's, you, need, you need a bit of context. So there's, in, there's a, three major Jewish feasts in which all Jews from all Israel, like all around, have to come and worship at the temple. One of those feasts is the Passover, uh, where, and the, at, at, during which in Jesus' time, in the third year of his ministry, uh, he was crucified. Another one of those feasts is called the Feast of Tabernacles, or now uh, in, uh, uh, commonly called Sukkot. Anyways, the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Ingathering, or it was also called the Feast, it was a Feast of the Harvest. And during that, during that feast, the people would all gather in Jerusalem, and they would bring their harvest to offer to God, and they would take branches off of the palm trees. Uh, uh, palm trees, usually they had dates on them. And they would take branches off the olive trees and they would wave them in the air. And if you wave, if you wave this in the air, it makes a lot of noise. And I was joking to our kids yesterday uh, in our children's procession and vespers and telling them, like, if you go see a basketball game or if you go see a Leafs game, you know, and people are waving things in the air. Yeah, well, we did it first, like 2,000 years first, all right? Right? They got it from us. Right? But they're cheering, they were cheering him on. And they would sing in the Feast of Tabernacles, right? Not Palm Sunday. They would sing Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And this, this feast was a feast that had like multiple purposes. One of the reasons for this feast was to offer the, the harvest to the Lord. Another one of these reasons, reasons for the feast related to the harvest was to remember that everything in our lives is ordered by the will of God, including the seasons and the agriculture, which was like their main source of food and sustenance and commerce at the time. So all of your food and sustenance and commerce is also ordered by the will of God. He's the one who makes the rain to fall. He's the one that makes the sun to shine and so on. Right? And so that was the second. And the third reason for that feast was it was a feast to remember the, the exodus out of Egypt and that God had saved them. And so the word Hosanna means save us. 
Okay, and, and this business, what's this business of, of, the, of the leaves, of the, of the trees, palm branches or olive branches or whatever it may be? This is, this is what it was. Contextually, what people would do at the time, when, the, when a king was coming back from, um, from battle and he was victorious and he had overcome the enemy, all of the villages in his kingdom would receive him and receive the army and bring them food and would receive them with great joy and they would take the branches off the trees and they would wave them in the air to make like make noise like shakers right to say to say this is the king who is victorious he has conquered the enemy he has brought us safety and security and we're not afraid of our enemies anymore. So it was a sign of victory, of celebration of a victory which had already occurred. So keep in mind, this was a normal thing that they did once a year, probably about six months before the Passover. Some commentators and scholars think that that year, for some reason, and there are these funny calendar things that happen, the Feast of Tabernacles preceded the Feast of Passover by only a few days. I get, maybe it's possible, I guess. Or maybe not. Other commentators say, no, no, no. They're six months apart, right? But it was just that this was, this, there was so much meaning attached to this feast. So the people knew this was how they would celebrate a king. Now keep in mind, these, these first century Jews were occupied by the Romans. They were paying heavy taxes to the Romans. The Romans were desecrating some of their holy places. They, were, they felt like they had been invaded by these, these Roman people. And so now, when there was a new leader who was, he was saying like, Give to Caesar what is to Caesar's and to God what is God's. He was saying, he who, he who uh, obliges you to walk with him one mile, walk with him two. That was a Roman law. He was taking Roman law and he was adding to it. He was saying, don't follow the laws of Caesar, follow my laws. And the people were interpreting that as, as now Jesus was going to come and bring a new order, and he was going to free them from the Romans. And so this feast of being freed from the Egyptians, they took that and they transposed that onto Jesus. He's going to free us from the Romans. So in their mind, they thought Jesus was coming to do an exchange, to exchange the existing government for a new government, of which he would be the king or something. And they were celebrating that. Jesus was indeed here to do an exchange. Not by military power, but by a word that came up several times in the hymns that we sang today, by His humility. Right? We say, we say He came riding on a donkey. What is this great Humility, And there's a prophecy in Zechariah. Behold, Jerusalem, your king comes lowly, riding on a donkey, the foal, uh, the, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Right? In the book of Zechariah, I believe chapter 7, but you can look it up. And so, Jesus, this is, this is the good news I have to share with you. All of us come to God for a reason. You're here for a reason. 
whatever it may be. And when you come to God, God sees what you, what you have, which is holy, and He doesn't say, no, 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 scrap that, scrap that. That wasn't part of the program, okay? Uh, I'm not a military leader, blah, blah, blah. No, He doesn't do that. He takes whatever we offer Him, and He glorifies it, and He makes it everything that it ought to be. They came for an exchange, to exchange the Roman leadership for the leadership of a new Jewish king. Jesus offered them an exchange, an exchange for what they had offered to what we had offered, what, what He has to offer. What He has to offer is humility. What He has to offer is the kingdom of heaven. What He has to offer is not a kingdom of this earth. What He has to offer is being the king of the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. What He has is to offer is to be the king of heaven. And when they asked him, the Pharisees asked him, where is this kingdom of heaven? He says, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke 17, 21. And he's offering, he's offering to be the king of our hearts. And that's what we're celebrating today. So we are also coming to give an exchange. The people threw their clothes on the ground before him. One of the early church commentators says, it's not time for us anymore to be throwing our clothes before Him, but to be throwing what? Ourself before Him. To put ourself in the dust before Him in a prostration and put our, put our face to the ground and to the dust and say, Lord, You have all of me. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. We also, Jesus, are here to participate in an exchange with you. You wish to exchange the ideas, the hopes and dreams that these people had for a new Jewish king to rule them. You also wish to come and exchange with us maybe some of our dreams for some of yours. That's what He's here to, to do today. That's what the liturgy is about. Every single liturgy is an exchange. He gives us His life, but to receive His life, we have to give up ours. We have to give in ours. You can't have two lives. You're like one person with one body. How are you going to live two lives? St. Basil, uh, you know, talking about baptism is almost joking and saying, how can we be born again if at first we do not die? We have to die in the baptistry so we can rise again a new person. But how can we be born again and, bo and born previously? Then there's, we have two lives that are going and are these going like in parallel or in different directions? Or how would that work? It would never work, right? If your left leg wants to go in one direction and your right leg wants to go in the other direction, what are you going to do? You're going to end up doing the splits, right? That will never work. We're here to participate in an exchange, not to throw our clothes before Him, but to throw ourselves before Him, our lives before Him, and say, Lord Jesus Christ, You have all of me. I want you to think for one moment right now. What are you worried about? What are you thinking about? What are you concerned about? What are you hoping for? What are, you, what are your current projects or dreams that you have, you, you've currently got, you know, on, 
on the go. You know, like they say the back burner. Well, what's on the front burner for you? You know, what's, 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 what's right there up front and center for you? Now, are you willing to exchange that? Are you willing to exchange that for whatever God may have in store for you? I promise you, that's what Jesus is here to do today. It's highly unlikely that his dreams for me are identical to my dreams for me. Like, let's just be honest. If I told every single one of you, okay, close your eyes and imagine a pink elephant, right? How many of us, if we're going to imagine exactly the same thing? Nobody. We all have our own imagination. We all have, all have our own ideas and so on. So isn't it fair also for God to have His dreams for you? Now isn't it fair? Isn't it fair to say that God's dreams for you are likely to be just a little bit more glorious than your dreams for you? Then why not? Why not trust Him? Why not trust Him and participate in this exchange with Him and say, Lord, I accept. I accept your offer. I accept to exchange with you. I beg you today to take your worries, your thoughts, your concerns, your projects, your dreams, your hopes, whatever it is that's consuming your mind. Give yourself three minutes into the liturgy and you'll probably be distracted and be thinking about something else. Same happens to me, okay? I'm not judging you. The same stuff happens to me. Within, within minutes, maybe seconds, I'm distracted. I'm thinking about something which has nothing to do with prayer or with God, right? Whatever your mind is, is going to, instead of trying to stop being distracted, instead of telling yourself, stop it, just think about Jesus. Instead of that, I want you to take, let your mind go there for a second and then take hold of that thing and then put it on the ground in the streets of Jerusalem, in the streets of the heavenly Jerusalem, and tell Him, Lord, I offer this for you so that you can walk on it, so that you can exchange it, exchange my dreams, my hopes, my desires, my projects, my whatever I've got cooking that's consuming all of me so much that I can't stand for more than 30 seconds in prayer without being distracted, Lord. Take all of that, Lord. And in exchange, Lord, you come and be the king of my heart, the king of my life, the king of my dreams, the king of my hopes. Lord, to you be all glory and honor. Blessed are you, O Lord, who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, save us. Save us, Lord, from ourselves and give us to be everything, Lord, that you have designed for us to be. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. I have sinned. Forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. Please. Pray.